1: They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today.
2: Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the New Hunter's Guide the podcast helping new hunters get started and helping active hunters learn new things. I'm your host, George Kanidis, and today we're going to be talking about predator hunting, specifically coyote and fox, uh, scouting, decoys, and calls. Now, we're in in the middle of a series about predator hunting, so if you haven't missed the last couple episodes, make sure you go back, and we're going to do the next couple episodes on this topic as well, sort of just drilling down into into this subject and how to do it, uh, but you know these are the the three things that that you really need to do predator hunting well um, one you got to be able to scout you got to find predators doesn 't matter what technique you have, what gear you have, what calls you have, what decoys you have, what kind of gun you have, what kind of flashlights you have. If you don't hunt somewhere where there's predators, you're you're not going to hunt, you're not going to get any. It's just not going to happen. So you got to find a place where there are predators, and then everything else kind of falls in the line. So let's jump right into it. How do you scout for predators, specifically coyotes and foxes is what I'm talking about bobcats some of that will play into this and and there's some others as well depending on where you are in the country but coyote and fox are sort of the most common nationwide i believe and the most huntable with the longest season so we're going to focus that right in on there but a lot of this is applicable to others there's three things you want to look for in your scouting number one you want to look for footprints if you can find a fox track or a coyote track that's what you want to see you want to look for these in mud you want to look for them in the snow you want to look for them around water Um, you know especially in the snow that's probably one of the easiest times to find them but you want to look for tracks specifically for these two animals Um, number two you want to look for droppings you want to see okay you know if they've been here they've they've left some evidence behind you want to see what the droppings look like you want to find droppings. I would just Google coyote tracks and coyote droppings and just you know I could put a picture or two on the on on the new hunters guide website for you guys, but I think you benefit the most by just googling it and just look at dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens and familiarize yourself with what they look like, what to look for, some of the different variations, what they're at look like in your part of the country. And just sort of get familiar with that. Same with the droppings. Number three, you want to look for uh, leftovers, meal evidence, um, a carcass. What have they been eating? You know, if you find bones, and you know, you find a kill site, or you find where something's been devoured or picked apart, whether it's a deer, um, whether it is uh, a rabbit or a turkey or whatever you find, you want to keep your eye out for these. You know, when an animal dies, it falls where it is, it's going to decay, little things are going to come and pick at it, birds and so on, but they're not going to scatter the bones all over the place. It takes something bigger, something a little bit more purposeful, something um that's just a little bit stronger to just start strewing bones about and and taking half an animal somewhere anytime you find half a remains or or something like that you know something's carried those bones or those pieces there and it's most likely going to be a coyote or a fox or depending on where you are a cougar or a bobcat it's going to be a predator that's done that so if you anytime you come across remains of an animal in the woods and they're incomplete, or it's you know part of an animal, or some of the bones. This is probably what's happened, and usually this is what happens. So you want to look out for droppings, you want to look out for tracks, and you want to look out for um, you know carcasses, dead animals, kills, whatever you call them. I don't know what the most politically correct term is, but you know what I'm talking about. The other thing is listening. Um, Coyotes don't tend to make a lot of noise during the day, at least where I live in Pennsylvania. Uh, Maybe out west there's a little bit more of that. But usually at sunset or right after sunset is when they're going to be the most vocal. So if if you want to scout, you can scout in the day and then you can scout at twilight in the early evening. You can go around just some different areas. You can listen. Just, you know, do you hear anything? Uh, Better than that is to talk to people that live around the area and see if they've heard anything. You know, you're there one day, one time, maybe you hear something, maybe you don't hear something. It is what it is. But if you are talking to somebody who's there every single day, well, you can ask them, do you ever hear anything? How often? What time? What direction? You know, that conversation can be worth weeks worth of scouting. So talk to people. A lot of people, especially farmers, Be glad to know you're in the area trying to take out coyotes, trying to take out foxes because they're going after livestock, they're taking out their animals, they'll go after pets. Um, You know They would go after small children given the chance, especially some of the coyotes we have here today. I heard just last year about a guy that lives just a few miles from my house, shot a coyote that weighed, I think it was 70 pounds, 70 pounds pound coyote. You're like I don't think they get that big. They don't. They really don't get that big. It was a coyote wolf hybrid. Not just a coyote with a little bit of wolf DNA, it was a hybrid. Just shocking. Like holy cow. A predator that big, a coyote that big. That can I mean that can mess you up. That can mess up a lot of animals. Especially if you had a pack of those. I mean that's like a little wolf running around. So, they're dangerous. People don't want them around and they're everywhere. So, unlike deer hunting, a lot of people try to protect their best deer spots. So, you know, you won't make a lot of progress most of the time asking people where do they hunt deer and where's the best areas. You know, people are just a little too protective there. Uh, But coyote hunting, they want to get the coyotes out of there, they want to get rid of every coyote they possibly can. And you're a lot more likely to get some good intel when it comes to that. So ask people what they've heard. Um, and if you need to go out and do some scouting at twilight, you can do that. You can hit a couple areas and just listen. If you know what you're doing, you can throw out some, some challenge calls. See if anything will, will call back to you. Some coyote calls if you know what you're doing or you have a good call, whether it's electric or a mouth call. Uh, that's one way you can do it, but often you just listen, you can hear them just get out in the woods or get out of your car, walk up you know walk into the woods a little bit and just sit there for you know a half hour and listen see if you hear anything. If you do, you know that's a good area. If you don't, all that means is they're not there making noise right now. That may not make it a bad area, but uh, it's the kind of thing where you're only sure if you do hear them if you don't hear them, it's not really a sign. So, you know, there you go. Now, move away from the scouting standpoint. Um, And again, coyotes are out year round. Best time to scout for them, in my opinion, is right after it snows, right after it rains. Um, Part of the reason, if they leave droppings, say you're not real good at determining if they're fresh or not, you know, after a good rain, you know, a day or two, if you see something, you know it's fresh. If you see a track, you know it's fresh. Same thing after a snowfall. So, a good tracker, you know, they can, they can get by without that, but you're probably new to the sport if you're listening to this, so that's what I would recommend. Talking about calls and decoys, um, there are mouth calls for coyotes and foxes and all predators, really. You blow it, you make the sounds. Um, you know, prey in distress, rabbit, squirrel, fawn, what have you. You can make pretty much all of those sounds on a mouth call. But that takes time. It takes practice. It takes a whole bunch of calls. It takes some skill. It takes maybe, you know, hours and hours of, of working at that and listening to those animals to know what they sound like. And if you're listening to this, um that's probably not something you want to invest in right now and i don't recommend you invest in right now so i recommend you get an electric call that is the fastest easiest way to produce a quality prey and distress sound um, at the push of a button on demand and you don't have to sit there blowing into an instrument for hours every night which can really wear you out you just sit there and push a button Um, it's almost too easy But even with that advantage, predator hunting is still not easy. So I recommend you get an electric call. Now they make a couple different kinds of calls out there. You can get ones, they're like in the $80 range, plus or minus a little bit. They're gonna be hardwired with say 10 to 24 uh, different game sounds, different animals. Um, There's usually a variety of a few different predator sounds, some prey in distress sounds, some other things you might need. Uh, those That's probably the cheapest option to get a, a quality piece. There's cheaper stuff, I don't know that it's quality. I'll link you guys to an example on the website newhuntersguide.com in the show notes for this episode so you can see one. Um, then there's higher end ones. Fox Pro is really the brand that's out there. There's a few other brands and they've got you know some following, they've got some good reviews. But Fox Pro is really the standard when it comes to predator calls. Their low end stuff, there's a lot of competitors. Like the $80 model, there's probably two or three other really good companies that make stuff that's just as good.
1: Boat Trader is America's largest boating marketplace with over 100,000 boats to choose from. We offer simple, comprehensive solutions for those looking to sell, find, and finance new or used boats. Visit BoatTrader.com to get started.
2: Uh, I'm going to link you to the Fox Pro on the website just because uh, they are sort of the standard. That doesn't mean that's the only option at that price point. Look at the reviews, Look compare the features and what they do. There's other ones for the same price point that are just as good. But I'm going to link you to the Fox Pro because they are the standard. Um, the, the higher end ones, they don't have a dozen or two dozens calls. They'll come with 100 or 200 different calls all kinds of stuff. And you can add more. Some of them, they'll hold 300, 500 different animal sounds. Now you're asking, do you really need that many? No, no, you do not. You really don't. Not if you're listening to this. If you've been doing, if you've been predator hunting for 30 years, maybe you've got use for that many, but for most of us, not really. But there is an advantage to that if you want to hunt something else you can add calls to it so say you want to go crow hunting which i highly recommend one of the funnest types of hunting i think uh, almost year round just in terms of sport hunting and skill hunting and and just getting out there and being able to get some practice um, excellent not really the season for it quite yet but we'll talk about it you know in the future but you could program half a dozen different crow calls into that so now you've got this collar that's good for multiple things. Uh, there's all different kinds of hunting. You, If you want to hunt maybe go out west and hunt different kinds of game, you can take that, program in the college you want, or maybe they're already there and it's versatile. So those are pretty cool. Um, now those are going to cost you upwards of $150, $200, $300 for the really high-end ones. Do you need one that high-end? probably not. You're probably good with an $80 model or at most probably, you know, the the $150 version. The other thing to talk about here is decoys. So a decoy, there's all different kinds of them out there. All you really need is something that looks like fur that's moving or waving around. Cuz when the animal comes in to your call, they're going to look at the call cuz that's where the noise is coming from. And you want them to see something that reassures them that there is a meal waiting for them. So, if you have an animal that's literally, you know, that's been wounded or injured and it's dying, it's gonna be flopping around and moving. They're looking for that movement. So, you've got a little piece of fur or a tuft of fur on a stick that, you know, waves around. That is all you need. Just some sort of fur that moves that they're gonna come in from a couple hundred yards away and say, oh, oh, there it is, I can hear it, and I can see it, visual confirmation. And even more important than that, if they're looking at that, they're not looking at you. And that's really the most important thing in my book. They're looking at that piece of fur flopping around in the wind, and they're not looking at you. Uh, you can buy these. The, they're basically a stick with a piece of fur and a little electric motor and some batteries and a stake that goes in the ground. You can adjust the height on them a little bit. Some of them might come with a tripod or something. Kind of depends on where you're hunting. But you just turn it on and it just sort of waves that piece of fur in the air. Those are upwards from uh, $20 to probably over $100. Um depending on what you're looking for. I'd recommend one. I think it's a a Mojo call or a Mojo decoy. I think it's $27. Excellent reviews. I've done extensive research on these and looked at pretty much everything that is out there. And for the price point, uh, I could not find anything better anywhere or anything close even so the mojo one is you know probably the best one going 27 bucks you know it goes up or down a little depending on the season i'll link to that in the show notes as well and then they've got really high-end ones um or excuse me they've got high-end combos so you can get a call and a decoy combo so you've got the 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 call and then sticking out of the call box, the same battery is the little stick with the fur on it with the decoy. So um, you've got a, just a one piece. You just set that call down with a decoy in it and it all works on the same remote. And those are pretty cool. I'm not going to lie. For predator hunting, those are really cool because you got one thing, you got one battery, it, it's all right there, it all works. You can you know, work it on the same remote. Those are upwards of 200, 250 bucks. I will link you to a Fox Pro one in the description. They're pretty cool. There's only one downside with those, and that's if you want to hunt something else with the call, like a crow, now you got this extra decoy sticking out of it, which may or may not make sense. Of course, you don't have to turn it on, And maybe some of them it's removable. You know, I haven't really uh, held too many of them and worked too many of them to see if there's a screw or something. So you want to look into that if you're thinking about using this to hunt more things. Um, But that would be the only downside, just a note to, to keep in the back of your mind. So you've got your call, you've got your decoy. So you're looking at, if you go the cheap route with the $80 call and the $27 decoy after taxes, you're probably, you know, $120, bucks, somewhere in that range if you get them on Amazon Prime, free shipping, all that. So you're looking at $120 pre to get a collar or decoy. You could jump to the high-end combo for double that, uh, $250, but these things add up. And you got to talk about flashlights yet, and that'll be another episode. So you got to add that cost in. And what I recommend you do is get some get a friend or a couple friends and split this stuff between you guys. You have one guy by the flashlight, one guy by the decoy, one guy by the call, and the three of you get together and go hunting, you can really mitigate the cost of this. And of course, you know each one of you can then slowly work to acquire the other pieces, so everybody's got their own set if you want to do that. But to get started, I think that's the cheapest way. Um, everybody split it up. Each guy buys one piece, and then... You know, you've got everything in between you, and it's a team sport anyway. You really want to go out with another person or with two people. So, I think that's probably the best way to do it. So, you want to get out there, you want to scout, you want to find an area with predators, you want to go out with a call, you want to go out with a decoy. We will talk in the future about firearms and flashlights, um, but these are really the specialized things that you got to be thinking about. So, with that, uh, I hope that's helpful for you guys. Head to the website, newhuntersguide.com, look at the show notes. I'll link you to some of these items so you can see exactly what they are, what we're talking about. I'll put some additional tips and information and detail there. Usually, as soon as I finish the show, I go, oh yeah, I should have said this, I should have said that, should have mentioned this. So I just put that in the show notes so you get the full picture between the between the the. Uh, listening to the podcast and then reading the show notes at newhuntersguide.com so until next time god bless you guys get out there in the woods and go do some predator hunting now is peak season and the best thing is the season for these things runs real long but now's the best time to do it because you get the best quality fur and the snow can really help you find them and see them all right catch you later
0: Chef Jean-Paul Bourgeois and the whole crew here at Duck Camp Dinners every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. Birds
1: up in the sky.
0: A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby, 6'8 Western. I'll be there,
2: baby, right there.
1: Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.